today on the One Upbeat. We do another series focus episode, this time, Star Fox. The Star Fox series turns 30 this year, and to celebrate, we're going to do a quick retrospective episode featuring music from every game in the Star Fox series. Strap into your R-Wing and get ready to take off now. Sound Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in again to the One Upbeat. My name is Eric Silver, and I thought it would be fun to do a little series retrospective this time for one that is very manageable number of games to it, despite the desire definitely being there for more. Of course, I'm talking about the Star Fox series, one of Nintendo's original forays into 3D gaming, starting on the Super Nintendo in 1993. Many have done a great job chronicling the incredible story of how the games got made, but you can watch any number of YouTube videos about those stories, and you should. Here today, I wanted to cover the music, any insight we've gotten over the years in that regard, and to show the evolution of the game's scores and their various genres. Let's get right into it with the 1993 original. Released on February 21st, 1993 in Japan, and a month later in the US, Star Fox's main composer was Hajime Hirasawa. The composer was fairly new to Nintendo, having only worked on two games for the company so far. His music for Star Fox is iconic and very defining of the time. It was a very electronic sounding score, taking advantage of the Super Nintendo's sound chip and leaning into what makes it unique. With that said, there's an undeniable epic symphonic flair to the score as well, which is a natural feeling a composer would get working on a futuristic style space combat game. Not long after writing the music to Star Fox, Hirasawa would leave Nintendo. According to Star Fox developer Dylan Cuthbert, Hirasawa had a big argument with Nintendo over music rights. Hirasawa was under the impression that he owned the music and could sell it on his own. After leaving Nintendo, Hirasawa would quickly found the company Faith Incorporated, which among other things, would develop new MIDI technologies leading into the 21st century. Here's music from Star Fox, composed by Hajime Hirasawa.
Listening to the One Upbeat on Cinematic Sound Radio. Nintendo would quickly start development on Star Fox 2, which would also run on the Super Nintendo and push the hardware to its absolute limit in extremely impressive ways. Famously, the game would be shelved after an almost 100% completion in favor of the next entry on our list and the most famous game in the series, Star Fox 64. The idea of Star Fox 64 was to do a true, fully-blown 3D Star Fox game without the technical limitations of the Super Nintendo hardware. It was decided to reboot the series that soon, resetting the story and the universe, making 64 almost a remake of the original Star Fox. Part of this was bringing development in-house, as opposed to working with the British Argonaut Games and Dylan Cuthbert. Included in this was bringing the music in-house as well, and tapping Nintendo music legend Koji Kondo to work with Nintendo newcomer at the time, Hajime Wakai, who himself would go on to be one of Nintendo's most prominent composers and music department staff to this day. The music of Star Fox 64 is defining. It would basically set the standard for Star Fox music going forward, and most of the most well-known pieces of music from that series would be featured in things such as promo videos and games like Super Smash Bros. In all fairness, in recent years, there has been some Star Fox 1 music that's gained similar prominence, mostly from the desire to honor the first game in the series, such as the Corneria music and the end credits theme. But you're mostly going to find music from Star Fox 64 when the series is referenced in the wild. Here's music from Star Fox 64, composed by Koji Kondo and Hajime Wakai.
You are listening to The One Upbeat with your host, Eric Silver. After the runaway success of Star Fox 64, the series took a dramatic turn. Around the turn of the century, British developer Rare was working on a new adventure game for the Nintendo 64 called Dinosaur Planet. At some point, Dinosaur Planet suddenly was changed into a game called Star Fox Adventures. Apparently, Nintendo saw the game being worked on and insisted that the main character, Saber, be replaced by Star Fox's Fox McCloud. The team at Rare was very fairly not thrilled with this change, and in the transition to making it a Star Fox game in the adventure genre, the game moved over from being a Nintendo 64 game to a GameCube game. The score was written by legendary Rare composer David Wise. Using the power of the GameCube and the mini-disc storage format allowed Wise much more flexibility in what he could write from this game. In addition to many familiar themes from Star Fox 64 rearranged, blending the fantastic sounds that David Weiss's music is known for, a very different, much less hectic score, there really isn't anything else like it in the Star Fox series, as this would be the only Star Fox of its kind. Star Fox Adventures is also the last rare game on a Nintendo console. The game is of the highest quality, but it makes a lot of sense why people weren't happy that only the third game in the series took such a dramatic turn. With a series that was always in the cutting edge of technology of the hardware it was running on, many people wanted to see what could be done with Star Fox on the new GameCube hardware. Here's music from Star Fox Adventures, composed by David Wise.
The best music ever recorded for video games is here on The One Upbeat with your host, Eric Silver. The Star Fox series would get another shot on GameCube to try a more traditional format in 2004's Star Fox Assault. I feel like the game got a little ignored at the time, maybe because people still felt slightly burned by Star Fox Adventure's sudden genre change, and introducing another Star Fox so quickly almost felt like it was trying to course correct too hard. But Star Fox Assault had such a fantastic ambition. The game was developed by Namco, so we're on the fourth developer in four games now, and again shows the diversity in style in the series as well as its music. Star Fox Assault went from a very dramatic style in everything it did. It was extremely ambitious in its gameplay, and the stakes always felt very high, and a part of that was the game's orchestral soundtrack. Of course, we have Koji Kondo's Star Fox theme here, but the new music is done by Namco composers Yoshie Arakawa and Yoshinori Kawamoto. The soundtrack would release as a CD included in Japan's Nintendo Dream Magazine issue 130. It's specifically the orchestral music from the game, which has a live recorded version of the main theme by Kondo, two of Hajime Wakai's tracks from 64 for orchestra, and the new music for a total of 21 minutes. The score was performed by the Tokyo New City Orchestra. If you like a fun arcade style game with tons of ambition that ends up a little messy, but it's memorable, give it a whirl. Here's music by Arakara and Kawamoto.
are listening to The One Upbeat on Cinematic Sound Radio. Up to this point, the music from each Star Fox game has been maybe not radically different, but fairly different in style, with different composers each time, depending on who was making the game. The variety is fascinating when you look back at it. It didn't take long to get another Star Fox game after Assault, and in 2006, Nintendo released Star Fox Command for the Nintendo DS. The game is both a bit of a throwback and very new at the same time. Either way, it's very ambitious again, and made exclusive use of the handheld touchscreen where all movement was done using the touchscreen. The game was developed by Q Games, led by Dylan Cuthbert, who you'll remember from the first two Star Fox games before Nintendo took development back for Star Fox 64. Speaking of Star Fox 64, the sole composer on command is Hajime Wakai, who you'll remember was the co-composer with Koji Kondo on Star Fox 64. So Command is interesting. You have the lead developer from the first two games, the composer of the third, but then you modernize it with touchscreen strategy and controls. The game really didn't get the attention it deserved considering how it was both faithful to traditional Star Fox and also moved the series forward. But some might suggest that that's the tragedy of Star Fox in general, maybe. Here's music from Star Fox Command, composed by Hajime Wakai.
highlighting the best symphonic game music from every generation, this is the One Upbeat on Cinematic Sound Radio. Now we get to the good stuff. The reason why Star Fox has the reputation today that it does have. It was many years before any inkling of a new Star Fox game was even hinted at. Many asked for it, and even some game developers got in on the fun. In 2010, Platinum Games' Hideki Kamiya openly said he hoped Nintendo would contact his company to make a new Star Fox game. Of course, he said it in a way that only he can. The rough translation comes out as him saying, quote, I want someone from Nintendo to come to Platinum and point a gun at me and say, you guys make a new Star Fox game. In 2014, it was announced that Nintendo's Shigeru Miyamoto was working on a new Star Fox game, and a year later, in 2015, it would finally be revealed to the world as Star Fox Zero, a new game for Nintendo's Wii U console that had, again, no connection to previous Star Fox games story-wise. In a surprising twist of fate, Platinum Games would co-develop the game along with Miyamoto and Nintendo's staff. As a result, Platinum Games' composer team worked on the game. This team was led by Hiroshi Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi started at Clover Studio, where he wrote music for Okami. And after the studio's closure, he moved over to Platinum Games, where he was lead composer on Bayonetta and The Wonderful 101. The score is one that goes back to a much more modern cinematic sound, and just like the game itself, it really is just another remake of Star Fox 1 in a lot of ways. With heavy tribute to 64, and once again, little hints to Star Fox 2. I don't need to get into how the game is remembered. There's already been millions of words of commentary written on the, on the quality, what happened, and where the series goes from here. In general, the score isn't a bad one at all. Instead of me telling you why or how, why not just take a listen for yourself?
the home of the best video game music coming out of your speakers. This is the One Upbeat on Cinematic Sound Radio. Along with Star Fox Zero, Nintendo took what was a tech demo from E3 2014 called Project Guard, part of an effort by Shigeru Miyamoto to find a compelling use for the Wii U gamepad controller. This is after years of struggles to justify its existence and the expense it added to the price of the console. They must not have known how to market the game when it came time to release it, because by 2016 it suddenly made another appearance and was released as a second disc packed in with copies of Star Fox Zero. The title of the game was now Star Fox Guard. While a fairly simple and straightforward game, it is still a Star Fox game, even being just a tower defense game, so it belonged in this grouping. The lead composer was Platinum Games' Naofumi Harada, who would go on to work on other Platinum Games games like World of Demons in 2021 and was the lead composer on Bayonetta 3 in 2022. The music is definitely more upbeat than Zero and a much different style as well, but that's to be expected when you go from a big cinematic war game to a fun little tower defense game starring a frog and his uncle frog. Here's music from the last Star Fox game to date, Star Fox Guard, with music by Naofumi Harada.
are listening to the One Upbeat on Cinematic Sound Radio. Now, what I should have said was that Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard, the dual release in 2016, was the last newly made Star Fox game. There's technically one more Star Fox release, not counting other games that feature Star Fox characters. We don't need to be getting into Smash Bros. or anything. Some of you might remember the release of the NES Classic Edition. It was a smaller-sized replica console of the original Nintendo with 30 games preloaded, and it released in 2016. After the great success the console had, which led to many people losing their minds trying to find one in stores, Nintendo followed it up a year later in 2017 with the Super NES Classic Edition. It was the same concept, a smaller console with preloaded games, 20 this time, but what made it even cooler was that the, then the NES Classic was the inclusion of a 21st game. What's that game? Star Fox 2. Star Fox 2 was finally released, pre-installed with the Super NES Classic on September 29th, 2017, a whole 22 years after it was originally canceled. The game was reportedly 95% complete when it was canceled, and they still finished it up and brought it to the Super Mario Club for testing and QA. There had been ROMs leaked online over the years, so it's not like nobody has ever played the game before that, but this is the first official release. So ironically, the second Star Fox game is the last one to be released as of the publishing of this episode. If you remember earlier, when we talked about the original Star Fox, the composer, Hajime Hirasawa, had a falling out with Nintendo, so naturally Star Fox 2 had to have a new composer. The main composer of Star Fox 2 was Kozue Ishikawa, with some additional music by Yumiko Kanaki. Ishikawa is known for doing the music to The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, as well as Wario Land 2 and Wario Land 3. Her last game at Nintendo was Wario Land 3, and there really hasn't been much heard from her since. So there you go. Eight Star Fox games, only one repeat composer. Quite the variety for one series, huh? We're going to end things here with some great music from Star Fox 2. But before we do, I want to thank you for listening today. Star Fox is a series that even with the disappointments, people are hungry for more. They want to see more games in the series. Hopefully we do one day, and hopefully Star Fox Zero wasn't just their way of telling us how many games there are left in the series after this. Here's music from Star Fox 2, composed by Kozue Ishikawa. Thanks again for listening. This is The One Upbeat, and I am Eric Silver. Good luck.
Thank you for listening to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers you hear throughout the program, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to us today, please take a moment right now to leave us a rating and a review of the podcast. You can get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt at our T Public store. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. And don't forget to check us out on the web at cinematicsound.net.